This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 6.38. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila. And our show today, in its entirety, uh, is covering a landmark ruling because Datuk Sri Najib Razak, former Prime Minister, um, has been found guilty. Um, I mean, this is something that happened actually in 2020, but the appeal has been upheld all the way up to the federal court. He will have to serve a 12-year prison sentence and pay a fine of 210 million ringgit in default of another five-year imprisonment. And so we've been asking you for your thoughts, your comments, your feelings. You can call 7733-2900, WhatsApp and voice note us 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. I think we've got some time before our next guest for some messages. Right. Let's start with um, a whole bunch, I think, commending our uh, judiciary and our judicial system. Let me see. There's so many coming through that I'm missing the pop page, the point in the doc. Um, oh my goodness. Right. Okay. We have, actually, you know what? I'll get back to that. Um, but first, let's look at these from a couple of things that people are bringing up, right? So Stephen says, uh, for those who are crying, how long will Malaysians need to repay the 1MDB debt? Meanwhile, Yongwei says, um, this is the news that the majority of Malaysians have been waiting for. I'm not surprised at his reactions and accusations of injustice that he has suffered, quote unquote suffered. However, I am perplexed about the reaction of his supporters. Tony says, um, just winning a small battle, there are wars ahead to fight. Just wondering how the government is going to recoup all these billions of dollars, money is, uh, Najib is hiding in an offshore account, or whether after 12 years of jail, he'll still be a multi-billionaire, not a bad investment. So to your point earlier about the, the praise, really, for the teams involved, we've got Radhakrishnan who says, I wish there were more women, uh, like Chief Justice Tankumaimun and Latifa Koya in the field of justice enforcement. I salute you. SK says, let's not forget the excellent work done by the prosecution team. Their heroes worked under tremendous pressure. They restored the hope of the common man and woman. Winks said, when justice is delivered so clinically, so pure and true, it shines like a beautiful ray of hope for a nation. Slamat Hari Madeka. Thank you, Chief Justice. Those are some lovely ones. And really, I think this this is the two sides of the conversation, right? And I think it's an important one to keep in mind. On the one hand, justice being served, great, something to be happy about. But on the other hand, um, there is a lot of work to be done. This isn't necessarily the uh, ideal. And there's, there, is, uh, there is also work to be done in terms of, I guess, making sure we're all on the same page in terms of what justice might mean. Uh, briefly, Shamil says, I had a good day today, knowing that he's going to prison, but a friend of mine is a hardcore fan. So the new, so after numerous jokes we threw in the WhatsApp group, he left the group and blocked all of us. Too much, bro. Too much. As if la, the guy even knows who you are. On a separate note, I hope someone's going to make Najib's prison break WhatsApp sticker. <laughs> Um, you know, I don't think it's a long time coming. The memes are already flying thick and fast online. Um, Munif is saying, Banduan faces music, BFM 89.9. We, we might steal that, Munif. I mean, <laughs> like, don't don't come and invoice us. We're, we're just taking that one, just to let you know. You sent it in, it's ours now. All right, keep those thoughts coming. Um, how are you feeling about the verdict? You can call us, you can WhatsApp and voice note us, you can tweet us. And now... Um, 
I think an aspect that we thought was important to explore, the question of what this means for governance, for transparency. And joining us to discuss that is Ira Azhari, Senior Manager of the Democracy and Governance Unit at Ideas. Ira, thanks for speaking with us today. Hello. Yeah, thanks for having me. So um, if we take it back, right, what impact overall would you say these corruption cases have had on the way that governance and transparency is viewed in our country? Well, uh, one thing that can't be denied is, um, you know, people's trust in our democracy has greatly eroded uh, because of these uh, high-profile corruption cases that involve um, people at the highest echelons of power in the country. So, um, you know, of course, corruption happens on, on a daily basis everywhere, right? But why are these particular cases, Najib, Zahid, and all that, why are they particularly um, uh, important for us to to think about and to uh, be uh, hold them accountable because these were people who are at the highest positions of power in the country. And with that kind of power, you are uh, granted access to, uh, you know, a lot of um, a lot of money, a lot of resources uh, that is at your disposal. So uh, when you are in these kinds of positions, you are supposed to be held to higher standards. So uh, I think this, this trust has really been eroded, not only amongst Malaysians, you know, also amongst investors, amongst business people who um, are, you know, very concerned that the uh, financial sort of environment in Malaysia has become very susceptible to uh, corrupt practices and to uh, billions of ringgit being uh, leaked out of the system. So this is uh, very, very serious. And I hope that today's verdict has uh, managed to sort of... Um, uh, you know, restore a bit some of that trust. Yeah, yeah. So with that in mind then, um, what impact do you think this verdict will have? So I, hopefully, uh, firstly, my, my hope is that um, this verdict uh, is uh, emphasizes why independent and strong institutions uh, is so, so important in the country. And uh, we can't have our uh, one institution work and the other not work. So in this case, the judiciary uh, led by the Chief Justice um, has proven uh, that, you know, it, they can act independently uh, in the face of, you know, all sorts of um, perversions of justice, I would say, that has been presented to it throughout um, the, the nine, nine days or so in which this case has uh, presided. And um, yeah, so that's number one. Uh, independent institutions are just so, so important. Uh, secondly, it sends a message to Malaysians and to around the world, actually, that nobody is above the law. Um, we, we have to remember yeah, that it, not just in Malaysia, but around the world, it is quite rare that um, a former prime minister is uh, found guilty and also sent to jail for uh, for corruption or any other abuse of power cases. So this is really important uh, in our democracy. It is a milestone indeed. Um, and thirdly, I mean, I hope that, you know, that plays a part in restoring the trust, as I said earlier, that, that people, that has been lost really and completely destroyed, I would say, over the last few years. Um, and hopefully this can be the sort of uh, the start of that, of restoring that trust. We have a long way to go, but I'm quite hopeful that uh, at least this sends the right message, I think, uh, to to uh, people who believe in democracy. Yeah. 
So on that, right, what else would you like to see in place to build trust between Malaysians and, and our government, really? So, you know, apart from the judiciary, apart from our parliament, which people talk about a lot, I think, you know, the enforcement agencies, right, such as the MECC, uh, needs to really, really, you know, work and play its role uh, as, as independently as possible. And, you know, that's not just about appointing people with integrity as commissioners. It's about the, the entire structure of, of the MECC itself. How are the commissioners appointed? What kind of checks and balances do we have if um, something goes wrong? Uh, what are the... Uh, what are the process for hiring and firing commissioners and staff? So all these things need to be thought about. The other um, institution is the AG's chambers. So the Attorney General's chambers needs to be separated from the Public Prosecutor's Office uh, so that both of them can um, do their job without uh, potential conflicts of interest. Uh, and this is something that civil society has called for for a long time. So, um, you know, the judiciary today has shown what's the, the possibility of what, what can happen if our institutions work properly and, uh, you know, not that you know, it's not influenced by political interest. So uh, it, sh- it has shown us what's possible. So I really hope that uh, all, of the ad- all our other agencies and enforcement bodies can uh, really follow suit as well. Yeah. So Ira, how are you feeling with the verdict announced today? Uh, well, of course, you know, I think uh, I'm, I'm feeling uh, relieved, firstly, that uh, I, I hope, you know, because it's really just been a spectacle and an, an unnecessary spectacle, I think, over the last few months, uh, which, you know, has just sort of distracted so many people from the, the, re- the real core issues that are at stake, um, you know, just horrendous abuse of power, corruption at the very highest levels. Uh, of of our society. So, uh, yeah, there is a feeling of relief um, and sort of, you know, hope as well that um, hopefully, you know, this this, this is important in sending that message in in a time now where, you know, many countries, uh, in many other countries, um, you know, we have despots and corrupt people coming into power. The Philippines, just our neighbor, you know, uh, just elected uh, Ferdinand Marcos' son, right? So I hope this sends a message to the international community as well that all hope is not lost and our institutions do work. So, yeah, so that's how I'm feeling. And I hope that, um, you know, Malaysians will see this as a real milestone in in our uh, process of the maturing of our democracy and our institutions. Yeah, And what do you think this means for other members of the uh, so-called court cluster who are currently undergoing trial as well? Yeah, so I hope this sends a message to them that firstly, I mean, the most important thing is that no one is above the law, right? So it doesn't matter which... um, political position you held, whether you are the whoever you were, how much money you think you have, um, you know, our that you know, our law and our courts and our justice system uh, will hold you accountable. Uh uh, no matter no matter what you do so so this is really important and i hope this really does uh, send that message and yeah i mean i think it's time that uh, we we think about uh, how do we get the the sort of um, the sort of big sharks right because i think our justice system and you know our enforcement agencies 
uh, are good at going after um yeah, and people use the word ikan bilis right the smaller fish but uh it's it's cases like these that test our institutions and you know really challenge challenge those institutions and our the individuals that hold power within them on yeah can can you really uh, do your job in the face of um you know in the face of threats and uh money from from people who are very very powerful so i hope this sends that message to all of them yeah ira thank you so much for speaking with us today all right thanks for having me that was Ira Azhari, Senior Manager of the Democracy and Governance Unit at Ideas, weighing in on what the Najib Razak verdict means for governance in our country. We want to hear from you. Um, as we've been saying, the messages have been absolutely pouring in and it's a variety of tones and thoughts. How are you feeling today uh, with the verdict announced? Do you have questions, comments, uh, anything you want to share? You can call us double seven double three two nine hundred. You can leave us a voice note at zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. You can also WhatsApp us there and tweet us, of course, at BFM Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM eighty nine point nine, the Business Station. For more stories of the same kind. Download the VFM app.